You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. And we're off on a Thursday, December 14th. The Daily Tip for Becky Well presented by BetMGM. Ooh, I look like a guy just woke up and hopped out of the shower. Sometimes that just the way it be. I'm Michael Jenkins live in D.C. She is Chelsea Messenger live in Nashville. Coming up on this Thursday edition, what happened last night in the NBA, including a big-time suspension for Draymond Green. We'll get into that. You might want to miss tonight's Thursday night football game featuring the Chargers and the Raiders in Vegas, but we're going to talk about it anyway at 640. Stick around for NBA futures, followed by NFL futures at 7 o'clock. At 740, we're going to put together our show parlay as we try to win you some cash. And then during the 8 o'clock hour, tonight's action in the Association of Huddle by some college football talk with Chris Mack from the BetQLU podcast at 820. And then at 845, Best Bets and the Doxter, who is next to me and already ready to go. Chelsea, you look like you're ready to go. You're up. You're dressed. You could go out right now for a night on the town. I'm just trying to struggle and get on this show. What's going on? Well, I do have a busy day today. We have oh. the Christmas recital at my daughter's little mother Mother's Day out. So oh. finally, maybe this will be the end of her practicing the most annoying song I've ever heard. And What's I'm sorry, Jesus, but the song that they got you, it's not great. It's called Happy Birthday, Jesus. And it's slow and it's terrible. And my daughter has been singing it nonstop. Happy birthday, Jesus. I've been listening to that nonstop. So maybe after today, we're going to be like, okay, honey, now that the Christmas play is over, you mm-hmm. don't have to sing that song. I'm all for whatever Christmas or Jesus songs you want to sing. Sure. But that one in particular is terrible. Like, do you ever think like Jesus or God's like, yeah, let's skip that one next time. Like you got some bangers for me. That ain't one of them. Well, I think that's a good point because even if you have a favorite artist, not every song that they release (laughs) is a great one. So you can say, listen, Big J, you're my guy, right? You're my number one guy. I love you. But this isn't the best song for you. In fact, you turn it around and you say, in fact, you deserve a better song than happy birthday, Jesus. <laughs> Can we clip off you singing that at the start of the show? And then we hear the daily tip for BetQL, sponsored by BetMGM. Happy birthday, Jesus. It'll be right there in the holiday spirit. Rocco Records, greatest Christmas hits. Oh, perfect. 
Chelsea, you became Rocco a star. Records. Yeah. You ever heard of Ronco that? Records? That was no. Jinx. You want oh, to that, yeah, that's, <laughs> oh, oh, that's old school right there. That's like very niche, very niche record company. They did like all the I don't, like weird one-off songs like the monster mash yeah and uh. stuff like that and they would put it into one album they would advertise them on late night television yeah. Ronco records ah, that's a good that's a good oh. poll right there let's bring it back well featuring chelsea <laughs> messenger and her daughter blake singing happy birthday jesus the parlay singers <laughs> the parlay singers <laughs> Uh, so we'll see how she does in the Christmas play because last year she loved singing the songs and then we got to the actual play and she mm -hmm. literally just stood there smirking. I'm like, Blake, you didn't want to sing at all? And she just literally stood there just staring <laughs> off into space. So we will see what performance uh, awaits us at the big Christmas play. We'll see. Well, you have a beautiful daughter. I am excited to hear how she performs tonight. And now I'm going to be walking around with this chorus in my <laughs> head all day. I'll be humming at home. <laughs> Catherine's going to be like, what is that? Uh, it's this happy birthday, Jesus. Just never mind. Don't worry about it. Just forget <laughs> it. Like, that's going to be in my Jesus. head all Watch out, day. Taylor Swift. Hey, I mean... watch out. Number one this week, Taylor Swift. Number two, happy birthday to the Big J. It's coming up December 25th. <laughs> Chelsea, tell me about your bets last night. <laughs> oh, yes. I had Longwood over Milwaukee, minus two and a half. And Longwood, shall we say, rose to the occasion. Won that one 80 to 67. Yes, I know. The, the name is very funny. And I heard that from some people on social media last night. But the handicap here was watch out for Milwaukee when they don't have B.J. Jefferson. He is their best scorer, averaging 19 points per game. He has not played since the end of November, and he's like mm -hmm. their offense. So clearly Milwaukee has been struggling in their last few games. This felt like an easy win. Longwood now has won 11 straight games. I'm not sure if they have now notched the record in NCAA hoops, but going into last night, they had won 10 straight, tied with, I think it was another team, uh, for the longest win streak currently in college basketball. So Longwood, wow. what a stretch. Way to go. Well, I got crucified last night on my bets. One and oh, three. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. God. And I love the card, but that, that just the way it goes sometimes. I had two bets in two different games. So Sabres Avalanche over six and a hook and Avs on the three-way money line. The Avs win five to one. So that was a dub, but the over does not hit. And then I had Jets Kings under six and a half. The Jets win five to the under does not hit. Also had the Kings on the three-way money line. Another loser. So a one and three night for me. Dogster, nice night. I was the only one dropping L's. He had LSU Alabama State under 146. LSU wins 74-56, so 130 points. That's a win. And Bucks all over the Pacers, laying six and a half points. Milwaukee wins 141-26. So for the week, Chelsea, you are three and one. I am three and four. And the Donkster is two and four. It is a daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. She is Chelsea. I'm Jinx. And we start this morning in the NBA. 
where Draymond Green has been suspended indefinitely by the league. This after he struck Phoenix center Yusuf Nurkic in the face on Tuesday. And according to the NBA, this is because of repeated history of unsportsmanlike acts. Draymond has already been suspended three times this season, or ejected, I should say. Back on November 14th, ejected for the second time after putting Rudy Gobert in a headlock. We remember that. This is the sixth time he has been suspended in his career. But now this one, unlike the other times, which were generally being suspended for a game, this one doesn't have an end to it. And so I don't know what the NBA is going to decide or what they'll put into this decision moving forward when they decide to end it. But Chelsea, I do think it's the right move. I think so too, because the problem was the suspensions weren't doing anything to Draymond. Like he was just, you know, okay, well, I'm going to do it again. I'll sit out a few games of the regular season, big punishment, even in the postseason when he was missing NBA finals games. Don't you feel like that would have been punishment enough? Like way back when he did miss the finals, didn't he? Or was it the series before? He missed a game. I'm sure it was the finals. Yeah, it was. So he... one would think if that doesn't even sink into Draymond, like mm -hmm. what's going to sink in? Like him missing regular season games, I don't think he cares that much. So I feel like this was definitely the right call by the NBA, at least for the time being until they think of something that fits the crime. Because this specific act wasn't like too terrible. Like, yes, it was you know, I thought it was hilarious the way that like, oh, I just turn around like this. Nobody turns around like that, Draymond. We would all like knock over everything on our kitchen counters if everybody turned around like this. But it's just the accumulation and the fact that he will never listen. And it feels like you got to do something drastic to stop this behavior. Do you feel like this is warranted? Absolutely. In fact, I think this would have been warranted a year or two ago. At some point, the NBA had to send a message that what you're doing is unacceptable. And it's been unacceptable for a long time. And there's two things going on here. Number one is this is really, really selfish by Draymond Green. When you are penalizing your own team, because you talk about when he got suspended in the finals and they lost that finals to the Cavaliers, they could have used him in that series. This season, they're under 500. They need him on the court. He's a very good basketball player, but he's selfish because he is so focused on doing whatever it takes to make himself look good or be a tough guy or feel some sort of idea as to who he should be that he punishes his own team. And also, he's tarnishing his own legacy because when you look back at Draymond Green years from now, you know what you're going to say? One of the dirtiest players to ever play the game. How many players have been suspended indefinitely because of repeated acts of unsportsmanlike conduct, if you will, or behavior on the court that is unacceptable? It's Draymond Green. That is his legacy. So at some point, he's going to have to take a step back. The Golden State Warriors are already talking about counseling for him, and he needs it. What did Nurkic say after the game on Tuesday? That brother needs some help. And you know what? Draymond Green needs some help. I don't care how he gets it. But I think we're all, even if you're a basketball fan at first, it's like, yeah, he's a tough guy. He plays physical, hard-nosed defense. And now he's just a menace and he's taking away from the game. Well, because there's a difference between playing physical and trying to get inside the mind of your opponent. And then there's another thing when you're just committing dumb fouls that mm -hmm. don't even have any greater purpose. Or if you have some personal vendetta against Rudy Gobert, which 
You know, if it's about the COVID thing, that would be one thing, but it's not. It's because Rudy Gobert says Draymond Green always gets ejected when Steph Curry doesn't play, which turned out to be true. But I think the worst part here is he is not just tarnishing his own legacy. He is single-handedly, it feels like, breaking up a team with a great legacy. Look at all the problems that he's caused the Warriors, a team that when they were at the height of their success was one of the most successful franchises in all of sports. And, you know, we shipped off Jordan Poole, which, you know, maybe that was actually a, a good move seeing some of the play that we've seen from Jordan Poole. But now we're hearing reports that Clay Thompson has been offered a deal and he's not accepting it. That's from Shams saying that the Warriors offered him a two-year deal. Uh, he was thinking about taking it and now he's not. So that's the other thing. Draymond Green's breaking up the team as well. I think we need to accept the idea that the Warriors just aren't going to be, and they haven't been for a while, right? We, we no. think of them as the Golden State Warriors, and they, they always make a run, but that's just not who they are anymore. Steph is still Steph, but Klay Thompson was benched the other night. In the third quarter, I think he had seven points. He is not the same player at all. Draymond can't keep his head on straight. So a lot of times teams just sort of coast by on reputation and they get overvalued in the market because of that. The Warriors have been one of those teams for a long time because we're so used to them being good every single season. But the fact of the matter is Golden State is just not a great basketball team anymore. And I think you're right. This is just another piece of the puzzle that's sort of falling away and sort of allowing this team to slowly break apart in Unravel. front of us. Yes, they have their moments, but now it's starting to it's starting to get to the point where they're disintegrating a little bit and you're seeing the fractures and you're seeing this is just a different team. Yeah, it's like that Weezer song about the sweater where the sweater just keeps coming <laughs> apart. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't even remember the actual lyrics, but that feels like the Warriors. There is a string loose and they just keep pulling and pulling at it till there's not going to be a sweater left. Uh, but it is sad to see that that franchise is kind of going this way. I know. <laughs> okay, here's a bad take that I feel like my husband had, and we'll put him on blast a little bit. He said okay. Draymond Green is doing this so people will tune into his podcast. And I said, Jake, don't you think he would make much more money as a very good basketball player than a very good podcaster? Yes. And to that point, look, we don't know how long this is – Benton is going to be, if it's less than 20 games, he's going to lose more than $153,000 per game. If it's more than 20 games, and it could be, this is indefinite, he will be docked more than $200,000 per game. So I would say, as much as I'm a Jake fan, you're going to drive people to your podcast while you're losing potentially millions of dollars? Doesn't seem like a smart business move. Well, and also he has already addressed the move in a press conference where he said, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. It was an accident. Like, what else do we have to hear him elaborate on? And here's the sad part. For so long, people have said that Draymond Green is, has such a high basketball IQ. And I believe it because I've heard it from people who clearly know way more about basketball than I do. But like, this can't be a high IQ move doing all of this nonsense, I think you're absolutely right. This is tarnishing his legacy in more ways than one. Like, I feel like a lot of people thought he was a smart basketball player who was very good at facilitating, 
but this is not facilitating and this is not smart no when he plays smart he does have a high basketball iq and then there are times when he just loses his mind so it's one of those situations where both Short things can views. be true yeah, yeah it's like listen when you are in the game and you are focused on the game and you're not doing all of this nonsense you're a very very good basketball player but when you lose your mind and you have this short fuse, then you become dumb and you penalize your team because of it. I'm just glad the NBA finally stepped in and said, all right, enough is enough. Way past time for that. Coming up next year on the show, if you have insomnia, do we have the cure for you? It's called Thursday Night Football Chargers Raiders. A preview headed your way. It is next on the Daily Tip from Back You Up, presented by BetMGM. Stay right there. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. QL presented by BetMGM. I'm Michael Jenkins, live in the nation's capital. She is Chelsea Messenger, live in Nashville, Tennessee. In moments, it sounds like a town in North Dakota, but it's actually the name of L.A.'s backup quarterback. Easton Stick faces Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders tonight in Vegas, and we are going to talk about it. I made an egregious error last night, Chelsea. My mom, I thought... My mom has been telling me for two weeks, I'm sending you some Texas gear. I'm sending you some Texas gear. My mom and I are very close. We've gotten closer as we've both gotten older. And she's a huge football fan, especially over the past few years. She watches Texas. She loves Dion in Colorado. So after Texas won the Big 12 championship, she's like, I'm sending you some gear. I'm like, Mom, you don't have to get me anything. She's like, I want to. I want to. And I was like, okay. So last night... I get a Texas sweatshirt in the mail, and I put it on. Looks great. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so awesome. Mom nailed it. But it was actually from Catherine's mother. It was from Sheila. So I put it on social media. Hey, thanks to my mom for this sweatshirt. And Catherine's like, you know, my mom sent you that, right? I was like, what? She's like, yeah, that's your birthday gift. So... I had to send a note to Sheila saying, I'm so sorry. My mom's been talking about sending me Texas gear for two weeks. And I realize, and I guess it's still coming in the mail. But then I had to say sorry to Catherine's mother because it was Catherine's mom that got me the sweatshirt. I had no idea. I had no idea. I feel really bad about it. But who knew? There wasn't was a card? About this. Well, there was a card beforehand that I got two days earlier. And so I was like, oh, she sent me a card. That's very nice. And that's kind of all I thought about it. And then I guess she ordered something that just came in a few days late. And since it is the 14th of December, my mom's been talking about it. I was like, oh, this is from mom. But it was actually from Catherine's mother. So I had to. Uh, that's an it wasn't easy a big deal, though. Like yeah. if it didn't come with the card, that's not your fault. No, it could have it been didn't. from everybody, anybody, because mm. you have so many people that know that you love Texas football. It literally could have been from anybody. And I think that's the problem with ordering stuff online is if you don't go out of your way to fill out like the gift portion, you'll send yeah. people stuff without, you know, putting your name attached to it. 
So I feel like it's a very easy mistake. Like nobody was mad, right? No, nobody was mad. No, I was hustling, getting ready for work. And it's the middle of the night and I hear Catherine giggling. And I'm like, what are you doing up? And her mom is in the hospital right now. She's gonna be okay, but she has pneumonia because of COVID. So we're keeping an eye on her. And, but she's talking to her mom, so that's good. Mom's in good spirits, but she was laughing. She goes, remember that sweatshirt you got last night? I was like, yeah, she was like, it was my mom. And so I was like, oh no. So I was like, I felt so bad. So I texted her this morning. She texted me back, it was totally fine. But you know, I felt bad because I put it out there on social media and honestly, I don't think my mom knew the difference because I tagged my mother and she reposted it. So <laughs> even that didn't, I was like- She'll take the credit. My mom was like, I sure did. I was like, all right. So anyway, it's fine. It was just a little mix up last night in the old household. Let's see if we can straighten things out when it comes to Thursday night football. Oh, this should be a barn burner. Chargers at the Raiders, Chelsea. Raiders are laying three. They are minus 160 on the money line. The Chargers are plus 135 at BetMGM. Your total, a very low 34 and a half. How are you or are you going to bet this game? I think this is the single worst primetime game that we have had to handicap on the show. Normally, Mm -hmm. I will look at the game and say, okay, both these teams are terrible, but there's at least some props I can look at and make some money that way. When it comes to the props market, like when you do receivers, it is dependent on the quarterback. So you are depending on Easton Stick when it comes to the Chargers. You are depending on Aiden O'Connell, who I will say has been like somewhat decent. They just can't seem to score points. So it just feels like there are a lot of things that I don't want to count on in this game. And also there's some injuries. Josh Jacobs questionable for this game. Keenan Allen is out for this game for the Chargers. It feels like the Chargers are now in a spot to where there is no incentive for their stars to play if they're even a little banged up. So I would put some caution out on playing even guys like Austin Eckler. You know, why would they run him into the ground for a team that's playing for nothing and Easton Stick is your quarterback? So this is a really tough one to handicap. I know when you say that, you say, oh, well, you just play the under. The under set at 34. That is a comically low number for a game that's not played really in the elements. This game is in Las Vegas. So the last time we had a trash uh, matchup of a primetime game, remember the Steelers and the Patriots game? Like, what was the total on that one? Like 31, something (laughs) like that. It was Mitch Trubitsky versus Bailey Zappi. That one went way over. So I think that's in the back of my conscious mind. And I don't know. I think I'll probably end up playing a prop, but this game does not look appetizing at all. I hear you. I don't know what to do. I, 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 I'm I very close to playing the under. I will say that because both the Chargers and Raiders have scored a total of 33 points in their last two games combined. The Raiders haven't scored more than 17 points in four games. In their last three games, the Chargers have scored a total of 23 points in their last 10 games overall the Raiders eight and two to the under the Chargers are nine and one to the under in their last 10. we know the trim with unders in prime time didn't happen on Monday night so I I'm trying to decide I really like the under here but you are absolutely correct 34 is an insanely low number in the NFL I guess maybe I could play it up and lay a little juice but why 
I don't even know if that would be worth it because you'd probably just be wasting money. I'm just hoping for, you know, a 17-13 battle here, which I feel like we might get. I don't think anybody would be shocked if this game hit the under. Because 34, it seems low, but scoring's down across the league. And look Mm -hmm. at the scoring for both of these teams. Look at the Chargers. They have not scored more than 10 points in any of their last three games. They have scored seven, six, ten points. It has not been a great stretch for the L.A. Chargers. Oh, you want to hear about the Raiders? Do you remember that game against the Vikings? What a barn burner. Final (laughs) score in that one, what was it, three to nothing? So here's the problem with both of these teams. You can't depend on them to score. So if I had to play a total, I would definitely play the under. But again, when there's two bad defenses also at play here, that's when you start to worry. Uh, Is there any player props or anything else you looked at in this game? Because believe me, I looked long and wide trying to figure out a play in this game, and nothing is standing out to me. I'm still looking, trying to figure out a player prop. I'm still looking. There's, I mean, when you're, here's, it's difficult now. What's, what you might want to do is, and this is tough to do, is bet an under on some player props but that's difficult to do because if you look at a receiving prop or rushing prop you always want to bet the over right people want to see rushing yards they want to see receiving yards they want to see a long reception maybe in a game like this you kind of have to be counterintuitive and say it's gonna be a low scoring game so maybe i fade some of these players would you play it that way that's a hard thing to bet on i feel like i think a lot of it is tough because it's built into the numbers a lot of these numbers are really low And maybe that's the selling point for the over because there are some of these guys who have reached these numbers quite easily in each of their last three. But you have to depend on Easton Stick. We did see a little bit of Easton Stick last week uh, against the the Broncos, a 24-7 loss, but he was 13-24 of for 179 yards. 179 yards is not good. But still, when you have receiving totals in the 20s and the 30s, like, somebody has to catch the ball. Like, I don't think yeah. Easton Six is going to go the whole game without completing a pass. So it is built into the number. Somebody I was looking at was the tight end for the Chargers because obviously with all the injuries, maybe you look further down the list. It's somebody who will uh, absorb some of those targets because anytime a guy like Keenan Allen goes down who is getting mm-hmm. double-digit targets, the targets have to go somewhere. So I was looking at Gerald Everett in this situation he uh, his number set at 29 and a half. He's hit this in all three of the last three games, including the one where Easton Stick started. Uh, I tied in here. I feel like this might be the play. You look for the shorter passes over the middle. I was also thinking this for Austin Eckler, but his number's 30 and a half. And again, I'm not sure if they want to wear all of the tread off the tires when it comes to one of their franchise players. So what do we think of you know, the dumpy passes when it's these backup quarterbacks. Because you've got to remember, this is a short week for the Chargers. Easton Mm -hmm. Sick has not had many reps. So that was my first instinct was, okay, short dumpy passes. Who would be catching those? Yeah. I. That's probably the one thing I am going to play is I was looking at this earlier. I'm deciding if I want to play it. But you can get Austin Eckler over three and a half receptions minus 148. This is a play I like. It's a little juicy, but... You mentioned those little dumpy passes. If you're the Chargers, do you think you're going to let Easton stick? Just go nuts, go down the field, especially with his receivers banged up or out. 
I don't think so. I think the best way to move the ball on offense and, you know, at least make the game easier for him and simplify it somewhat is to get it to Austin Eckler in space, short little dumpy passes, and the flat and let him work. So you can get over three and a half receptions, Austin Eckler minus 148. He's hit this, I believe, in six of 10 games this season. That's the one thing I believe I'm going to play in this game. But you're laying some juice and you just never know. That number is spot on. Oh, God, what a game. I feel like I'm at the dentist. <laughs> this is literally like pulling teeth. They're like, listen, you're going to need a root canal, but we got to do it. That is the definition of this Chargers and Raiders matchup. What about the Raiders side? And I'm not even seeing a prop oh. over at BetMGM for Devontae Adams, but I would imagine the number is still very high. Uh, I know that maybe you look at Aiden O'Connell and you say, okay, they've at least let him throw it quite a bit. He has thrown at yeah. least 32 times in each of the last three games. But do we believe the Raiders will be in a neutral or a negative game script like they have been in the past three matchups? I think that's the question. Because if the Raiders are winning, I'm not sure if they let Aiden O'Connell continue to sling it. But also, big question mark, Josh Jacobs is questionable for this one. So it just feels like we're missing a lot of the puzzle pieces. Oh, this is a tough one. God. I hate to, to bag on this game because I know people love football. I love football, and you you want to watch the NFL. It's a Thursday night, but it's just hard for me to come up with any sort of play that I feel confident in. We haven't even talked about a side. Would you play a side here? Raiders minus three? You like the Chargers? I, I lean towards the Chargers initially, but I think I would lay it with the Raiders just based on recent trends. Raiders are... Three, one and one against the number in their last five. Chargers are one and four against their number, against the number in the last five. And ultimately, if you're talking about the most important position on the field, I can't believe I'm saying this. I trust Aiden O'Connell more than Easton Stick. Yeah, it does feel like the Raiders are the side. Like, it almost seems I think like. so. I, I don't want to say it's a fishy line because it is Aiden O'Connell and it is the Raiders. But at least yeah. the Raiders are at home. At least Aiden O'Connell has a bigger body of work, which is not a big body of work. He has not started the entire season, but more than what we've seen from Easton Stick, who I believe has not played a full game as the starter mm -hmm. for the Chargers. It's a short week. This game is at least at home for the Raiders. So I guess I'd go for the Raiders minus three. Ugh. I guess. Man, are we grinding just to figure out this game. All it is is one sigh after the other. I guess. Uh, you want to do the under? Maybe. <laughs> do you like a player prop? <sighs> sort of. Not really. Is, uh, <laughs> uh, not really. Not really. This is, the, And this is one thing with the NFL, I will say, is that they're, because scoring is down this year and because – you end up with so many NFL games. They just stretch it out. The NFL wants to dominate every single night of the week if they can. Now we're going to get games on Saturday since college football, at least the regular season in college football, is over. This is when the NFL sometimes sort of spreads itself thin, and then you end up, and I know injuries are a part of it, but honestly, even if Justin Herbert were playing in this game, would it be some sort of incredible matchup that you want to watch? No, it wouldn't be. Well, yeah, because look at the Chargers with Justin Herbert. They played in a game that ended in a final score of six to nothing against yes. the Patriots. So this is a Chargers team that's trending in the wrong direction 
even without the face of their franchise in Justin Herbert. So I'm, I feel like I always want to consider both sides and not think like a square. But when you look at the Chargers, what is there to believe in? Austin Eckler, I guess. Uh, oh, it's not Brandon Staley. It's Austin no. Eckler, I guess. And you can't. He's he's worn out. There is there is nothing. Oh, God. I was in such a good mood before this segment. And now the Chargers and the Raiders have brought me down because each of them are so bad, and I have no idea how to play this game. Thank goodness we're moving on because coming up next, we're going to find out who we like to capture some of the biggest awards in the association. We will go from Thursday Night Football to the NBA. That is next with a daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. I say that like Double D is in the recording studio. It's like time to press this button. (laughs) (laughs) He always nails it, though. Good job, Double D. Welcome back to the show. (laughs) He's Chelsea Messenger. I am Michael Jenkins. Well, you might think Victor Wembanyama is a shoo-in for the NBA's Rookie of the Year award. As of now, he's not even the favorite. We will talk about that. Chelsea, I got to get this song out of my head. This Happy Birthday <laughs> Jesus song. It's just again and again. And now, and now, now what we're doing is we're adding other phrases like Thursday Night Football. You can really add a lot of things to that that little chorus there and how that song goes. Yeah, it was not a super creative, melodic treat for the years. Right. So this song has been in my brain, and now it does feel like it goes to Thursday Night Football. Because what's more annoying this, than this song? Uh, having to handicap the worst game of the entire year. And this is a year where we've had some really bad games. Like, football Mm -hmm. is really testing my love right now. Like, if this was a marriage, I would say, you know what? It's not our best year, but we're doing all right. We're going to seek help. We're going to go get a counseling uh, session, try to repair the marriage. But, you know, not all relationships are just going to be smooth sailing. You're going to have some down years. That's how I feel about watching the NFL this year when it comes to these train wreck games. Yes, there are some good ones. But my God, are the bad ones bad. The lovely Catherine and I decided that we would do like two or three sessions of therapy, like proactive, because we get along famously. And whenever we do have a disagreement, it's it's like super rare, but we don't know what to do with it. So we're like, let's just get ahead of this because we really love each other. And when, within like two sessions, everything is fine. We're just like, okay, we just want to make sure that we we don't have any obstacles because we're so committed to one another. And now I feel like, We've had a couple extra sessions and we just sit there in silence half the time because we don't have anything to talk about. Like, I feel like now it's just a money grab. 
because we're sitting there and the counselor's like, so what are we going to talk about today? And we're like, I'm like, I don't know. We're great. And Catherine's like, yeah, we're really happy. I mean, we talked through what we need to talk through and we get it now. So we communicate better. We just needed to learn a little bit. He's like, okay, well, what else? And it's just like dead silence. It's like awkward silence. I'm like, um, I don't know. And now we're just like coming up with things that aren't even, we're just like talking. So at some point I, I appreciate the help. I, I'm, it was very productive and it wasn't a big deal. I'm glad we did it. But now I feel like every couple of weeks we're spending money for no real reason because we're just sitting there generating topics that aren't even issues. We're just talking about stuff. It does feel like it could be counterintuitive. Like if you are yeah. trying to create problems that aren't there, this is like the entire Real Housewives franchise. Rich <laughs> right. women who don't have problems, but they have all the time in the world, so they create problems because they need some drama in their lives. I'm not saying that's you, right. but no, no. think about the therapist who is saying, okay, like this is you know a normal client on my roster. I'm getting a, a you know a steady mm -hmm. cash um, influx from these people. How about I stir the pot a little bit? Like, right. do you think that would go on? Like where a therapist is like, you know what? I bet I can make a problem here. So you guys don't have any problems. Does it worry you that maybe there's no spark there? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and he's, he's a very nice guy. And again, it's, it, it's been helpful. But last time out, and to your point, Catherine was saying something, and this is over Zoom. And so he's reading my facial expression, and I'm kind of zoning out, honestly. And he says something like, Michael, it seems like maybe, I don't know, I'm sensing that maybe this this is bothersome to you. I'm like, no, sorry. I'm really tired. I wake up early every day. No, it's totally fine. And that was that. He was like, so is this a problem? I was like, no, it's really not a problem. So I guess we're going to have another session here after the new year. But the lovely Catherine and I have decided maybe we can come up with something to talk about, I guess. But this needs to, like, wind down. I feel like therapy would be helpful if you just did it even by yourself because I've never done therapy like willingly. I had to do mm -hmm. it when I was like 12 when my parents got divorced, but like that wasn't helpful. They're like, yeah. you know, it's not your fault, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm not an idiot. My parents hate each other. Um, but I feel like therapy would be helpful for everybody because everybody yes. has their own problems and I think it would help to have somebody who is licensed in that area to at least just listen to your problems. Cause sometimes yeah. like I'll talk at Jake about some of my problems and it's not his fault. He's not a therapist, but he doesn't necessarily have anything helpful to offer. He's just like, what do you want for dinner tonight? I'm like, Jake, I just told you like my childhood trauma and you're just pivoting away. He's like, oh, well, I need to know if I need to go to the grocery store or not. I'm like, okay, well, like, I can't be mad at him. He's not a therapist. But do you get what I'm saying? I feel like it would be helpful yes. to, like, have somebody to listen professionally. Yes. it. I have been therapy for, well, it's been a while, but I've done it plenty of times. And it's always been monumentally helpful because it's nice to have someone who's not in it and where you can get an objective viewpoint, someone who sees things from a, a different perspective because it's harder – when you're in something, sometimes it's just hard to see things for what they are because you naturally adjust. That's how we survive, right? You adjust in any situation. And I will say, which I'm, this is not how you and Jake are, but this is how I knew, like, 
when one of the reasons why my marriage was coming to an end. It's sort of funny. This is kind of dark humor. But, you know, without going into it, my little brother passed away just very shockingly and randomly a few years ago. And it's always been very difficult for me to deal with. I say that because I had a hard time finding someone to talk about that with. So when I was married, I swear to God, I, my wife just wasn't great at, she. I could just never open up to her about it. And you've got to talk about stuff like that or just, it'll kill you, it'll eat you up inside. And so one time near the end of our marriage, I finally started to open up a little bit. And her response, I swear to God, was, what do you want to stream on Netflix tonight? Oh, no. And I was like, oh, well, that didn't end well. This, gonna this wipe my great. tears. I'm going and to. And we can watch um, a Christmas movie. I don't know. Movie. Do you want to catch up on Breaking Bad? We can do that. <laughs> oh, man. It was not great. It was not great. So, uh, yes, sometimes, and I'm not comparing you and Jake in that way. I'm saying, but there are situations, especially when you're talking about heavy topics, where you've got to talk to someone because you've got to process it. It may never get better, depending on what the issue is, but to help you process it where you have someone who can look at it in a way that you just can't. Do you ever feel that way about betting? What That we are so far in that sometimes you just don't see like the surface and the very obvious? Because again, oh, yeah. when I'm talking with my husband about some of these bets, he has like a three word answer on why he is picking a team, but sometimes it's the right side. Do you ever feel that sometimes we look too far into these games and sometimes it yeah. can be almost paralyzing that we know too much? Because when somebody asks me about a game, I can't give them a one word answer or a one right. sentence answer. I think because I am trained in the art of you know speaking and trying to give more meat to the bone, but it just feels like I'm like, well, if you look at this side, here are all the reasons for this. But if you look at this side, here are all the reasons for this without actually yeah. giving, you know, a side. Do you ever feel that way? Oh, for sure. And and you see this all the time in sports, especially if you're a coach, like coaches do this, right? And every now and then you'll see a coach, this the Seahawks-Patriots Super Bowl, where they pass the ball oh. at like the one-yard line when Marshawn Lynch was just running roughshod over the Patriots. That's the best example I feel like I can think of, where if you're a coach – Everyone in the world was like, they're going to hand it off to Marshawn. He's going to score, and Seattle is going to win the Super Bowl. And everyone knew it, and they couldn't stop him. And then what did they do? They decide to pass it. It gets intercepted. Patriots win. And I think that's a perfect situation where you're a coach, and you've got so much information in your head that you're missing what's right in front of you, which is, dude, Everyone knows what you should do. This is what you should do. And betting can kind of be the same way where this is the right side. Everything points to the right side here. This is the bet you should make. And then you're like, yeah, but I'll tell you something. These guys are traveling and their circadian rhythms are going to be off. So, you, you know, you got to be careful about that. And you're like, oh, my God, what are you talking about? Uh, to that same effect, Jenks, you always down talk your NBA acumen. I placed a little parlay last night. And it lost by one leg. But still, most of the legs were actually very good. Had the Sixers minus 11 and a half. Had the over nice. in the Hawks game. Uh, the yeah. only loser was the Pacers plus six and a half. And I believe there was one other one that I had. And they were all plays that you liked. And you were always saying, don't play my NBA plays. 
Uh, well, they all would have been right, with the exception of, I don't even know if you were on the Pacers. Oh, had the Pelicans minus eight over in the Hawks and Raptors. Nets plus four and a half. Shout out, Maddie. Uh, and the Sixers minus 11 and a half. And the Dang. Pacers cost me. But like all of your plays, like if you would have played the NBA last night, you would have had a great night. Oh, man, I got to get my confidence back. I appreciate you saying that. I noticed that this morning. I'm like, oh, I would have had a good night, but you didn't play it, moron. Should we talk about NBA Rookie of the Year <laughs> since we teased yeah. it? I just, I just want to say this because it's, it's a quick discussion, but it's an interesting discussion. Right now, Chet Holmgren is the favorite at minus 160, but you can get Wemby at plus 110. Last night, he had 30 points, 13 rebounds, six blocks, two steals. You can get Wimby Ooh. plus money. Now is the time. Oh, yeah. This is what were the odds on Wimby to win rookie of the year preseason? Like they were a lot more than this. He was definitely oh, minus yeah. money. Uh, so I think he's trending in the right direction. And when you see the the blocks and the rebounding sticking up, I think that's the thing because he is learning to play the American way, which it sounds like. I don't even know what the connotation on that is. But do you get what I'm saying? Because you've yeah. got to remember, he was playing a different style of basketball overseas, and he's got to adjust to the physicality of the NBA. This guy has come to the States, and now he sings the national anthem. He plays the he American way. <laughs> and eats hot dogs. <laughs> Coming up next on the show, according to one insider, Bill Belichick's time in New England is coming to an end. Maybe he'll need therapy after that. More from the NFL next on the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. For more, listen to the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.